When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, this is a talisman. This is Ryan. This is Jeremy. This is Phil. <laughs> and you're listening to Tom and Zeus on the Shout It Out Loudcast. Loud oh yeah. Oh boy. Here we go. Boy. Stop pressing the button. Star Broker Simmons. Star? Stop shouting. He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh no, here come the kiss time. Is that a positive thing? Okay. Alright. I'm gonna grab me a nice cold mellow Why? Why do that to the fan? Stop it. Why? Because fuck him. Six one seven five two five zero. You do? Hey, fucko! Do you like this? Settle down. Hello. Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus in another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode one seventy six. Kiss. And Boston Radio with Mistress Carrie and Mike Shue. Tom, how the hell are you doing? There's a sentence I bet you never thought would say. Two Boston Radio legends that we spent years listening to, now part of the Pantheon family with us, on our show to talk Kiss, Boston Radio, Kiss on the Radio in general from two lifelong djs it's uh it's gonna be a it's a fun one i think that i think everybody's gonna have a lot of fun with this yeah we we really enjoyed this tom was fanboying when we met mike many years ago not yep. that long ago but when he was thinking about coming on pantheon with us i think we're pantheon's official ambassador pretty much how many friends have we gotten on to pantheon i will pat ourselves on the back for that fuck yeah right yep, that's right um so uh tom as i was saying this has been a crazy day for us because uh, my hard drive finally got replaced and the Dell guy that came over here and they pro pro support. The guy comes over, had to tell me that he was in the kiss army in the seventies and he has a kiss jacket and he has kiss Peter Chris albums. Do you like kiss and Dell computers? (laughs) And I'm like, shut the fuck up. I got to finish my podcast. Install the fucking hard drive. What you should have said is, Hey buddy, this is great. Uh, Do you want to join Patreon? (laughs) <laughs> dude the guy was showing me pictures of his goats he's got a bunch goats. of goats on a farm i live near brockton you know easton you know stonehill college shit oh. you not, tom and i'm like yeah i went there yeah i know stonehill yeah we got in trouble Why? Do you like, know what? 
oh, shit, I've got all this kiss stuff in the 70s at my house. I don't even know. My parents' house. I still got it. Like, Dude, uh, what's your parents' address? I was just going to say, dude, thanks for the pro support. Now give me that lunchbox. I'm 77. Oh, he's uh, he's a nice guy. But wow. geez, I just like, fucking let's go. Up until like seven o'clock, like five of seven, I finally got my computer up just enough to, re- you know, install Zoom so we can get the interview done. Yeah. And now we're recording now. Audacity's all fucked up. I got to figure that out. So if this episode sounds like shit. Uh, blame oops. Joe from Brockton. <laughs> <laughs> what did he think of Jan Terry? He's <laughs> <laughs> oh, a nice man. Casey listens. He's a nice guy. I know. I'm. That's awesome. We're, honestly, though, what are the odds of your computer being fixed by a diehard 70s Kiss fan? Oh, it's incredible. In, he's like, why? Well, I'm like, oh, so you like the CDs and stuff? He goes, oh, I've got about like 10,000 CDs. Like, <laughs> So this is small. He goes, oh, yeah, I got two rooms full. Holy like, shit. He's like, I used to be in a band. I used to do this. I fucking did. I live on a farm. I got this. I, what the fuck are you doing? You're like a Renaissance man, Paul Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going on and on. But That's anyway, awesome. anyway, um, so what we always do, we always say this. We always go back before we go forward. We review the previous week's episode. Now, uh, we're going to we've been talking about this for quite some time about like cutting back on feedback and things like that is too much. Uh, the feedback on Crazy Nights review is the most feedback we've ever got. This Crazy Nights review is the most downloaded album review we've ever done. It's like broken every fucking record we've done. Um, it's, I, I can't explain it. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's funny because as far as album reviews go, unmasked album review was like the gold standard for polarization yep. and interaction on our social medias. Uh, because we've always said this before, the more polarizing the album, the more you have people coming out to either defend it or shit on it. This crazy nights episode has just absolutely destroyed anything we've ever done, whether it's downloads, interactions, comments, retweets, shares. You guys are fucking amazing. We cannot love you guys more because this is unbelievable for, for every comment who said, Crazy Nights. I remember buying the CD. I love it. It's one of my favorite albums. There would be another comment saying, this is fucking awful. Yeah. This, this, this album review should take five minutes. The, the album sucks. Like, like it was incredible interaction. It was amazing. The feedback is insane. So what we're going to do is we're going to like really, I know we always talk about limiting it, but we got to. There's no way no. we can get through. I mean, there's fucking like a couple hundred episodes, uh, comments on Twitter, on Facebook, on our yeah. Facebook. The emails. Group, the, on, the emails. On YouTube. It's fucking insane. Yeah. You guys really, really had a lot to say yep. about Crazy Nights. Yep. So let's get it started with our poll about the songs, Tom. Oh, this <laughs> annoys. This annoys me. I'm going to tell you this fucking annoys me. I love you guys. And this I we Twitter poll people. Vote. Yeah. Yeah. We understand here with the polls that a lot of these kiss tards <laughs> that you're not listening to the show. You're scrolling through. And we understand that we're talking to people who aren't even going to listen to this. But this is annoying. First of all, the poll was was huge. And of course, it's always favorite song. So we pick our top four songs. We did we did the three singles, and then we picked the Gene song. So "Crazy Crazy Nights," "Reason to Live," "Turn on the Night," and "Good Girl Gone Bad." 
<laughs> you fucking people picked crazy, crazy nights won the poll. Not crazy nights, Tom. No, it's not the title track. No, it's not. 34% turn on the night gets 32. Crazy, crazy nights got more votes than turn on the night. Horrible. Then reason to live at 21%. And then this is how you can tell this is people who aren't fans of this album. Good Girl Gone Bad gets 13%. We love you guys, but not when, uh, you, vote. Not when you vote. Um, and every we got a lot of write-ins for turn on, turn on the night, even though people voted. Um, but a lot of people had a lot of different comments. A lot of people loving the Gene songs mm-hmm. that we talked about. Um, like we said, the comments were just all over the place saying how much they love this album, how much they hate this album, how much they love the Gene songs, how much they love the keyboards, how much they hate the keyboards. Just incredible, incredible interaction. Um, that's the poll results. I know Zeus has a couple things he wants to talk about on Facebook. Then we're going to blow through some YouTube comments and emails and we want to, we want to get to the, uh, to the interview. So what do you got on Facebook and uh, loudcasters, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Over on Facebook. Let's start off with the fact that Mark Flores music, our buddy, uh, put, oh my God. he made a crazy nights fucking album cover with Jan Terry. incredible and speaking of that i'll jump in on that but let me jump in real quick our buddy ken in satan service did a jan terry kiss solo album which was incredibly put her big mug on the on the template of a solo album so you guys are amazing you guys are just awesome yeah uh michael dixon worst overproduced kiss album oh come on man Ivan Brown overproduced. Ron Nevison was not a good choice for rock bands in the eighties. Now mm. go say that to heart. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brian Krizel, this album is underrated and I do agree. Paul bringing up shit about Eric Carr. that can't be proven is probably why his family won't let them use his likeness. And we talked about point. that. Good point. Yeah. And that's too bad about that stuff. And we hope that shit can get fucking finished up at some point, but who knows? And then Dan O'Halloran says, Jan Terry, ha ha ha. She's le- like a less fuckable Zeus. <laughs> Wait, what? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping if you make it on the cruise this year, Zeus dresses up for Halloween as Jan and Tom dresses up as the mulleted stud boyfriend. <laughs> I might literally die if I saw that. That's all never aside, happening. Fellow, uh, all, all that aside, fellas, excellent episode. Thank you. That's never happening. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to read the other 170 fucking comments here. Holy shit. This time, guys. I love wow. it. Wow. Thank you. It's Thank amazing. you. Yep. Over on Loud Casters, Chris Lyon says, it sucks. Review over. <laughs> See, that makes me laugh. I love that. <laughs> uh, you also put the condemnation bootleg cover and you show the front and back there online. Yes, that's right. So people yep. can see. Yep. Uh, Nicolino. Yeah, Nicolino. Sword and Stone is one of my favorite Kiss songs ever. And it sucks. It never saw the light. Good How point. is the quality on that disc? It's Absolutely. very, it's excellent. Excellent. If you can find, if you, any of you bootleggers out there, condemnation, 
It's amazing. It's a really, really nice collector's item, and it sounds good, and it's got three unreleased songs on it, so I highly recommend it if you can find it. Yeah, our buddy Graham Richley, who finally received his uh, winnings in Australia. That's right. From the Kiss Madness Tournament. Congrats to Graham. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Oh, boy. Love the Gene songs on this album. The best Paul song in the album is Bang Bang You. (laughs) So that tells you all you need to know. Settle down with Turn on the Night. It blows. What? I am with Gene on this album. Their third worst album behind The Elder and Carnival of Souls. Oh, God. Uh, You can ship all that stuff back to the United States with that's a that's a that's a heartbreaking comment Graham yeah uh Joey Romanek this was the last kiss album I ever bought I heard most of the stuff released since then and I just moved on musically I've seen kiss on animalize and asylum tours and a friend of mine saw the video for crazy crazy nights and told me that it looked like a kiss concert was a giant party so you wanted to go we went to the concert and he loved it not long after this another friend of mine let me borrow live after death, and the world was never the same for me. Oof, yikes. I can see why. Yep. And uh, so let's skip on over because I don't want to go through a million of these comments to you, YouTube. You do. There you go. All right. Mark Stewart, I love Turn on the Night. It has a feel of Bon Jovi's Wild in the Streets and Poison's Nothing But a Good Time. Oh, th- that is an insult. Both of that, the, both of those are insults. By the way, you guys will hate me. I loved Poison's version of Rock and Roll All Night. I saw it live on MTV, 87 through 88. And just wait until now to say because I'm fear of backlash. Yeah, you know what we need to start doing? You know how we always do comment of the week? We're going to start doing worst comment of the week. Pinheads and Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Pinhead of the week. Comment no, we of the can't. week. We love you. We love you, buddy. Comment of the week and kiss tart of the week. Ooh, that could be a new segment, perhaps. Uh, and the Kiss Tart of the Week Award. No, you know what's going to happen? People are going to say outrageously horrific things so that they can be Kiss Tart of the Week. They still do anyways, regardless. That's a good point. Uh, a good point. Mr. Antonio, 2005. Jan Terry should do a cover of Recent to Live and have Private Cusano guest on the track. The video would have Private Cusano in a pantsuit Oh. Playing his pink guitar and keyboards, and Jan taking the role of the model Elsie Brody. That's a winning combination. Oof, I don't know if it is. Yeah. Jason Leonard says, Gene, I'll buy you a Porsche, a cheap one. <laughs> Comedy gold. <laughs> That's awesome. Marty White. Is it possible that the reason Eric was insecure about not being the original drummer was caused by Paul? The fans love them, but imagine this scenario. Eric asks to sing a song. Paul says no. Eric says that the band used to have four singers. Paul says that was when everyone had 25% share. You are a hired gun, not a full member. For having the audacity asked to sing, Paul punishes him next year by making him sing Beth. Paul likes to passively, aggressively punish people. Think about how he punished Peter with I finally found my way. No, that's Tom's theory. That's my theory. It's not, it's not a fact. But anyway, Paul's brain is very own psycho circus. Very Ooh, well said, Marty. Okay. Very well said. Tom, I'm going to turn it over to you. All right. We got some emails. Let's fly through these. Our good buddy, Mike H. 
Not a fan at all. One observation that Paul wants to be Bon Jovi, the band, not the dude, in the worst way is by looking at the back cover. No guitar, just hair and tan. It gives the impression that it's Paul's band and the other guys are just the backing band. It's a good point. I think I like that. Yeah. Our buddy Stephen Wood, oh, he loves these album reviews. I love it. Uh, this is one of my favorite episodes. The detour into Jan Terry was one of Zeus's finest moments. All right. Ooh. Your show rekindled my interest in this album as I had cherry picked the quote good songs and dismissed the rest way back when. I was into thrash full time and the keyboards on Crazy Nights were too much for me to deal back then. A gem like My Way may have been buried forever without. For me, without you guys and Jericho singing its praises. Then he goes into an amazingly awesome detailed ranking and description of each song. Then he has a couple of nice things to say here. You guys are the Chris Jericho of podcasts. Your commitment and your work ethic. Whoa. Wow. I finally got around to listen to your Zeppelin. Um, I've never really been a fan of Zeppelin. The only album I own is the Jimmy Pass, Jimmy Page remastered double CD. I'm a massive Sabbath fan. Back in the day, it was kind of like an either or scenario. These days, I'm much more open and have recently gotten into David Bowie, and I suspect Zeppelin is next. Keep up the great work. Never change. Uh, we love you, Stephen. That's awesome. Thanks, buddy. Great, great email. Um, our buddy Lance sends another nice, huge, long email about this, and we just want to reassure you guys that, yes, we are reading your emails. We might not read them during the show, but we are reading and seeing your emails, and it's awesome because Lance shared a picture of one of his most cherished collectibles, which is the official original tour book from the Crazy Nights tour. That's awesome. That's pretty fucking awesome. I love love seeing stuff like that. And then we've been getting some comments direct from our website, which is really awesome. So we thank you for that. We got one from our buddy, Nige. Killer episode, guys. Major kudos, as always. As I've mentioned a few times before, Crazy Nights is my favorite Kiss album. It is. And Turn on the Night is my number one Kiss song. Uh, Song for song, I would rank Crazy Nights ahead of anything by Bon Jovi, Doc and Rat, Warrant, Cinderella, White Snake. It ranks alongside Pyromania and ahead of Hysteria. And obviously, it is a billion miles ahead of Poison and crap like the Bullet Boys and Slaughter and those countless other Sunny Poonie bands. <laughs> then he says, sorry, Sonny, love you, buddy. Um, yeah, this is this is and then he keeps he keeps he goes on and just keeps gushing about it. Uh, he says, Crazy Nights is an absolute classic rock album. I think the only reason it's not talked about the same breath as Slippery One Wet and Hysteria is because it's a kiss album. Yeah. Oh, Nige, that's fantastic. Thank you, buddy. We love that. Um, Keith Weitzel, another great long email from him telling his story. I love this. Um, great review of Crazy Nights. This one had a special place in history for me as well, being the first actual release I was waiting for. I jumped on board around Animalize, but didn't pay attention to release dates until Crazy Nights. Um, this is great. Uh, just awesome stuff. Then he, has a, he tells a really great story about him being in high school, getting the album. We love that stuff when you guys share stories. Uh, then we got another website comment from our buddy Steve Wright. Yes, from Potter Than Hell. We love Steve. Fun episode, guys. I totally agree with you guys on the awesome Gene songs on this record. Turn on the Night is amazing. One of the very best 80s Kiss songs, hands down. My MVP on this album by far is Bruce. He absolutely tears it up on this album. 
no doubt. That's right, Steve. And make sure you guys listen to Potter Than Hell. Great podcast. They talk about Kiss, but they talk about everything. All kinds of uh, rock and metal. So check Steve out and his uh, and his buddies. Great show. Um, let's see. We got something else here from our website, which is awesome. From Twisted Kister. Um, he says, I thought I'd post my thoughts here on this swanky new website. Crazy Nights is a pretty good album. Only two songs I don't really care for are I'll Fight Hell to Hold You and My Way. They just don't fit the style that I like. The Gene songs dominate this album for my tastes. Um, then he continues, like you both said, Bruce shines here on both the Paul and Gene songs. Kind of crazy how Paul was the face of 80s Kiss. And on one of the most 80s sounding albums, he's second fiddle. We kind of said that, too. That was great. Then he gives his rankings of albums and songs. Um, love it. Enjoy the episode, guys. Glad you're out there spreading the gospel. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, got an email from our buddy West Beach. Of course, he's talking about the Thief in the Night song because, because of course, he played with Wendy Williams and the Plasmatics. Um, he says, the story I heard is that Paul was pissed when he found out that Thief in the Night was originally on Wendy O's solo album. He was never a fan of hers and probably thought it was almost like a cover song. I always liked Wendy ver- Wendy's version better, more straightforward and heavier. Gene is the one who came up with that syncopated single string guitar motif in the pre-chorus, which I always liked playing live. How Gene snuck that song on there without Paul knowing its origin is priceless, and I can just hear Mr. Stanley giving him hell for it when he found out another gem of a show. Awesome email, Wes. That's why we love reading your emails, because you, you were part of this. You were in there. So Thanks, great. Wes, for the insight, buddy. We yeah, appreciate absolutely. it. Absolutely. And uh, the handsome, smarter, and nicer Poonie writes to us. Uh, this is Danny. Yep. Uh, Want to drop a quick note. Love the Crazy Nights review. When I was too young to own any of my music, I used to sneak into Sonny's room when he wasn't home. Uh-oh. We're exposing some crimes by the Poonie brothers. He used to play his Crazy Nights CD over and over again. When I finally got my first Walkman for my birthday in 88, Crazy Nights was the first cassette I bought. For me, no skippable songs. Everyone is a winner. Great nostalgia. Looking forward to seeing you guys at Creatures Fest. Nice. Ooh. Oh, it's going to be great. That oh, absolutely. Be great. Rumor has it that he's going to be there. Our buddy, the curmudgeon, Tony Musalem is going to be there. That's right. Sonny Pooney will be there. Joey Casada. It's going to be and a lot of kiss tards. Yeah. Like us. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, we got one here from Chrono. Hey, he says new fan here. Just discovered you through Dr- Jericho. Huge quarantine fan. And of course, kiss. I got on the elevator just recently. Also, Shandy rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong. Uh, let's see. We got a nice one here again from our website from Doug Bentley. Hey, fuckos. longtime listener. First time caller. I love that. Um, love you guys. We ran into you on the cruise last year. Yes, Ooh. Doug, we remember. That's awesome. Can't wait to see you this year. I got to say, uh, this whole shit show of a second cruise really bugs me, but enough of that. Um, then he goes, of course you think reason to live could have been a hit. It was, it was called, I want to know what love is by foreigner. <laughs> wow. That's an interesting take. Thanks for doing what you do. Love from Montreal. All right, Doug, Tom, I'm going to jump in here because, uh, I'm looking at some DMs that we got too. And one of them was from Steve Wood, Stephen Wood. And he wanted to let us know I bet Jan Terry bangs like a dunny door. 
I have no idea what that means. That must be some British type of humor. Please, somebody help us out what that is. I don't know. A couple other quick DMs that I want to read before we finish up with, I think, what is the comment of the week? Yep. Nicolino decided to send us a picture of what looks like Ace passed out with Flintstones diet slice and um, some Cracker Jacks. It looks like he's <laughs> fucking half naked. Um, I posted this as a comment for the last episode, but they took it down and said it was against regulations, I guess. Oh, man. He said, you guys make my weekend. Nice. And then finally, Gary Roth wrote to us and said, hey, guys, thank you finally for doing another album review episode. Crazy Nights was the album that that was out when I got back into Kiss after Exposed. Funny that you mentioned that Thief in the Night would fit on Lick It Up. I was thinking the same thing as you were playing the clip. Very much looking forward to that review. I assume nice. we lick it up. Awesome. And that's the and that's DMs. the uh, DMs for this. Okay. Week. And we're gonna wrap it up here. Uh, this comes from an email from Rudy Doth. Forgive me if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Uh, love you guys. Hey, Tom and Zeus. I discovered your guys, you guys, a few weeks ago by listening to your Eddie Trunk interview. Ever since I've been binging out on past episodes, I got to slow down. I don't want to blast through them too fast. I particularly love the album and tour reviews and also the in-depth interviews with people like Carmine Apiece, Hal Sparks, Adam Mitchell, and that bootlegger guy. <laughs> That's Roy Dam. So entertaining, informative, and funny all at the same time. I've listened to quite a few podcasts, but I always am left wanting more. Most of them are incredibly boring. You guys are by far the best podcast I have ever heard, music or otherwise. Robert Plant, David Lee Roth, they both put me to sleep with their podcasts. I didn't even know either one of them had podcasts, but that's yeah, okay. Robert Plant does. Okay. Unlistenable in my honest opinion. Again, I think I mentioned this in a previous email. I absolutely love how you balance your passion for all things Kiss and simultaneously take the piss out of all of them at the same time. The Ace impressions are my favorite. The Gene ones also. From Kiss. I love waiting for that one. I also love when I hear what sounds like dead air. Now I realize what it is. It's you guys cracking yourselves up. It gets me every time. And then I start laughing out loud as well. It's infectious. I'm going to track down some mellow yellow, grab a couple Roni slices and keep listening. Thank you, Tom and Zeus, for all you do. I can't wait to hear about Creatures Fest. P.S. Thanks for the awesome hoodie. Yeah. Yeah. He just got uh, some merch, apparently, from our uh, merch store on our awesome new website. Shout it out loudcast.com. Go check it out. And that is Mr. Rudy Doth. Rudy, amazing email. Thank you so much for uh, discovering us and being a big fan. We appreciate it, Rudy. And for that, you are comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer. Like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> and all you guys are comments of the week, technically for in my heart in Tom's, because you guys, the feedback was awesome. Hope we can keep it up as much as we can in the future. But thank you guys for interacting with us. We really appreciate it. And yep. thank you for once again, getting us record number stuff because of the feedback in this loudcasters community. Much appreciated. Yeah, it's amazing. You guys rock. 
And before we move on, we're going to stop for a minute and talk about one of our amazing sponsors, boldfoot.com, B-O-L-D-F-O-O-T.com, 100% American-made socks, and they are awesome. Zeus has a pair of them. They got wild designs, all different colors and prints. They are grown here, sewn here. That is their motto. And what's even better, they're family and veteran-owned, and 5% of all the proceeds go to veterans' charities. It's a great company. They make fun products. And what's better than a family and a veteran-owned business, American-made, with proceeds that go to a veteran's charity? Please check them out, boldfoot.com. Very cool stuff. They're not as cool as my socks that I wear when I watch Creature Double Feature. My favorite is Godzilla versus Mothra. It scares me. Sometimes I have to keep the lights on. I once flew Mothra back to Jandel because I got kicked off a jet blue fight for pissing my pants. <laughs> Creatures fest. What the fuck are we doing here in Nashville? Hey, I know you two fuckos. You're the fuckos that do impressions of me. <laughs> Dude, he's, he's no, that's yeah. other guys. Yeah, right. That's right. That's, that's not uh, us. other kids. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Anyway, Tom, uh, we were talking about our listeners and everybody and we're thanking them for all that they do for us. But the people that we always like to give a special shout out to is our Patreon subscribers. And that's the guys that come in and donate and help out the show. And uh, we can't thank them enough. With that, they get some little trinkets and things from us for the different tiers that we offer. So, it, you know, it goes as low as the, sorry, Peter, the Catman tier all the way up to the Demon tier. If you're interested, take a look. See what each tier offers. See if that interests you. Come join the family. We have a ton of stuff we can offer for you. We have a ton of fun in our community between the comments and the message that we're all giving each other, uh, the, uh, the drink socials that we do, uh, the merch that we give out, the uh, polls that we do, the show interaction, the show input that we allow. All that stuff is part of Patreon. So if you're interested in that and you want to help the show and say, hey, these fuckos crack me up. I want to have more of that shit. Come help the show out. We greatly appreciate it. It's a big help to us. And uh, you'll see because uh, when we go on this trip for Creatures Fest, we're using the gear and stuff that you guys at Patreon have helped us with. So much kudos to you guys. We couldn't have been here without you guys. So thank you, Patreon. And if anybody else wants to subscribe and join or look up Patreon, you go to the website. Shout it out loudcast.com. You see the Patreon button right there, or you can go to patreon.com or, or actually the app Patreon. You look under creators, shout it out loudcast. You find us, you find something you like, you subscribe and be part of the fun coming up at some point this month will be the Patreon's album review crew pick. Oh you want to be part of that? Come join the fun. So Patreon. Thank you, guys. You guys are the best. We can't say it enough. Zeus has said it. We say it every week. We can't thank you guys enough for 
your graciousness, your gratitude, what you're doing for the show, contributing to help us grow and continue to keep the show going. Uh, we love it. And we thank you guys. Uh, we honor you. We thank you. And ARC is coming up soon and uh, it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, let, let's see what everybody thinks. It's going to be fun. And you could be part of that. Um, every uh, fourth album review, you got, we got ARC in May, then you got me in June. Uh, and then it swings back around to Zeus and Sonny and then back to ARC. And you guys are part of that. So uh, we thank you guys. So please check it out. Patreon.com or download the app. Tom, what we do next, we skip on over to Kiss World. Find out what's going on over there. All right. Uh, we're recording on Thursday, May 19th. Today is the 30th anniversary of Revenge. Incredible. I cannot believe fucking 30 years gone like that. Totally ridiculous. Uh, and of course, Kiss, as they do with these uh, anniversaries, they put out a whole line of merch. And as always, I'm first in line with all the other Kiss Tards to get it. I got my my revenge shirt, my friggin' colored vinyl, like a bozo. Um, but we had uh, the great Bruce Kulick was on Eddie Trunk's show on Sirius XM Volume. He was on this afternoon talking about uh, the album and the history of it and making it. It was great. And of course, uh, if you missed our 100th episode with Bruce Kulick and Chris Jericho, Bruce talks about all these songs. So if you're interested in some revenge, you can listen to that. And you can also listen to our previous episode where we review the revenge album. Um, so big day for me, uh, especially it's one of my all time favorites. I know Zeus obviously is a huge fan of revenge, um, but yeah, that was a big one today. And also another thing that came out today was a horrific clip from that new movie spinning gold, which is the Casablanca story. Um Oh, my Lord. Eddie Trunk was talking about this again also on his show. We posted a lot of comments on it. It's got the band playing rock and roll all night. It's got they look great. They got the Kiss logo. But clearly there's an issue with licensing the makeup designs. They look like they look like dollar store Kiss. It's 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 horrible. It's really bad. And I really hope they can figure this out before the movie is actually made. But I think this is. Uh, like a, almost a trailer they released. It, it looks really, really bad. I don't want to go off on a tangent. However, I always get upset that people over a couple bucks don't look back and go, you know what? In history, someone's going to look back and be like, why didn't they just fucking do this? Yeah. So things like, hmm, they didn't want to pay Clemenza more money. So he's not in Godfather 2. Yep. Hmm. They didn't want to pay Robert Duvall. You mean to tell me Robert Duvall and Tom Hagen wouldn't have made Godfather three better? Well, wait like, a minute. That means we wouldn't have had George Hamilton. <laughs> no, wait, we had a deal. Okay. 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 okay Georgie. Okay. Zorro, the gay blade. <laughs> That's right. Um, like, you know, things like that. It just, Oh, we're going to do this thing. We're going to get these actors. We're going to do this. Looks awesome. stuff. But we won't pay for the license and for the fucking makeup. I just fucking do it. It looks ridiculous. If you guys haven't checked out the clip, we shared it on our social media. I'm sure you'll see it around. It the scene is great. It's like Neil and all them walking in to the to the place rock and roll all night's playing. They the the actors look awesome. They're doing the movements. It's got the the costumes. The, it looks good. But then everybody, even they could they even fucked up Paul's star. They had to make that look different. But the gene makeup, he literally looks like that Scooby-Doo character or it's, it's fucking awful. And it's 
And I'm really surprised that there are more people that aren't like, this is fucking horribly like laughable. 617-366-0850. Yeah. I I mean, Tom, I don't, I, to me, I, I just think that, uh, you know, I, I, I guess if the, if the movie is good all the way through and just the makeup, then they can overcome it, but it'll always be, yeah, but they didn't have the makeup. Yeah. It'll always be said, no matter what they do, or how good this movie is. Now, if the if the movie isn't that good at all, holy shit, the makeup's going to make it look like a B movie way more. So we got a great comment on Twitter. We shared it. Somebody goes, oh, this looks like this is directly going to reels. <laughs> and, and, and then somebody goes, as long as we get more Dr. Judy Ho. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, of course, when the movie comes out, we'll see it. We'll talk about it. But hopefully... It can be that can be overcome. Of course, the kiss tards like us are like are looking at, it, but the other people who are going to see the movie that don't know who kiss is or don't care about it, it's, it's not going to bother them, but it bothers us because we get bothered by kiss. Yeah, we're kiss tards. That's what we that's are. right. That's right. Um, um, other than that, kiss has been touring. They did a, they're doing a couple stints in the US. Uh, we've seen some people sharing pictures, uh, which was awesome. Our buddy uh, Gary Cap posted some great pictures. Our buddy Joe Papalato posted some pictures from him taking a road trip to see them. Um, our buddy Sonny Pooney, he saw them. Um, so people are enjoying the show. A couple of the shows here, they don't have the pods. Um, I read something that the pod, because this stop is kind of short for some makeup dates, that they didn't really travel with the pods because they're still over in Europe or wherever when they go back. I don't know. But, um, it, you know, no set list changes, no nothing. But people are saying that they're sounding great. <clears throat> yeah. Again, though. Um, set list, but we're not going to do that. We're not. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so the other thing, Tom is, uh, Gene came out in a bathrobe during, oh um, sound check and then flashed his ass at people on the way out. God bless him. I think that's fucking hilarious. That's awesome. Who the fuck has a problem with that shit? Like, First of all, it's a sound check. I, I don't know what he could have worn or what he should have worn. I think coming out in a bathrobe is fucking entertaining. And I think it just shows the funny, stupid side of Gene. And what was he supposed to come out with? Like dress like like the revenge tour or hot in the shade with jeans and cowboy boots? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't I I fail to see the issue with that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't get a lot of this stuff. Uh, there's a lot of butt hurt about Kiss. I can't afford it, or this is the bad for him. We'll save it for a talk to me episode. Believe me, we there's will. There's a lot of fucking whining that goes on. We've always had it, but it just seems like there's a lot more of it going on right now. A and lot it's di- of it. And, and it's different than like the typical, like, bitching like kind of the funny tongue-in-cheek bitching that we do on the show it's literally turning into like a big fucking wine fest and i don't oh, get it woe is me i don't oh. get it oh, yeah no yeah it, it, it it's it's a wheel it's a really weird just dynamic we're seeing out there in kiss Dude, world just as you'll hear in this interview coming up if you fucking can't have fun listening to kiss music what the fuck's wrong with you yeah exactly if oh. if kiss is like making you upset <laughs> like le- like legitimately upset then that's a you problem that's not a kiss problem <laughs> yeah exactly anyway tom we're, i'm excited about this uh week's guest but before we get to them 
Uh, I'm going to go check on uh, Ted Sarandis and see uh, if we can have a little bit more retractable roof talk. And uh, if we can uh, maybe get Jordan Caron to come sit with us and uh, hear what the guys uh, and gals over at AAF have to say. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey, how are you? We're back. Well, I thought you were at the hot dog safari. Hey, you never know. Jambalaya, baby. Hey, we're doing, we're doing, Carla, I happen to know who Joe O'Donnell is. We're doing so much inside Boston shit. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, speaking of that, uh, we, we say this a couple times with these guys. Uh, this is local legends for us. Uh, these uh, two, Mistress Carrie and Mike Shu, uh, they're both on the Pike, which is a radio station here in Worcester, in Mass, Massachusetts. Uh, not Worcester, Worcester, and it's not in Leominster, yes, Leminster, um, and it's not Lisiter, it's Leicester. Uh, <laughs> these are towns in Massachusetts. Regardless, uh, we are fortunate to get these guys a plethora of knowledge of music tons of fun i got to meet mike the other day at the worcester red sox game and uh and i was like this guy is so down to earth knows so much about music such a funny funny fuck and mr scary is already a fucking legend i got to meet mistress carrie when eric martin's band came to play in casada is in eric martin's band it's like, hey, come, come meet me. So I went to meet him backstage and hung out with Joey and got me my VIP. In other words, I got the drink with him at the bar. And I'm like, <laughs> I look over and who's that purple head lady? I'm like, can't miss her. And it was Mistress Carrie. And uh, we are lucky to have our, uh, you know, them be with us on the Pantheon Podcast Network. They know Kiss. They love Kiss. And, you know, it's a little bit of a wish list for us. We wanted to have them on for us. 
give us a little bit of personal privilege, but we think you guys are going to love it. Yeah. Again, legends in the Boston radio world. Um, and now we're lucky enough to have them on Pantheon. Um, and they do a radio show out in Worcester. Like Zeus said, they'll, they'll, they'll describe to you near the end. They do some plugs. If you guys like what you're hearing, um, they're both hilarious, fired up, energetic, love rock, love music. We get into a bunch of funny things. We talk about kiss new, new music. Uh, me and Mike uh, have a little rush love fest for a few minutes too, which is funny. Yeah. I um, jumped in on that too. Yeah. We know you did. And we know you did. Um, but you guys, we think you guys are going to have a good time. It's just four people talking about music. Focusing on Kiss, but talking about some other stuff. We think you guys will have a, a fun time listening. And here it is. All right. So this week, we are excited to announce that we have two Boston radio legends here and also two members of the Pantheon podcast family, formerly of WAF 107.3 in Boston. Mistress Carrie and Mike Shu. Mistress Carrie, currently the host of the Mistress Carrie podcast on Pantheon Podcast Network, and Mike Shu, currently the host of the Long May You Young Neil Young centric podcast, also on Pantheon Podcast. They're here right now to talk about Kiss and everything else. Guys, welcome. This is awesome. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, Hi, guys. This is a Kiss podcast. <laughs> I, Sorry, I was, told, I was told this was a Rush podcast. Wow. Oh yes, Zeus let's do told it, Mike. Me this was Rush. Yeah, Mike, no. Mike yeah. let's do it. This is a bait and switch. Let, let's if you want us to be a Rush podcast, me and you right now. Let's do it. No wow. way, man. Let's do Kiss, man. All right. Come on, yes. Uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Well, I got to meet Mike the other day. We were I was uh, my kid was playing at the was. The Woo Sox. Sorry, I got to say it correctly, right? That's and right, uh, Mike always puts up stuff on social media. He's always in the area. He's like the mayor of Worcester, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> he knows mayor, mayor of Worcester <laughs> food and weed. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. And ultimate Frisbee. Yes. Uh, uh, that's disc golf, man. Say it oh, right. Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Oh. They're not They're not Frisbees. They're discs. Come <laughs> on, man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh i got to share a bear nah, we got a little photo up got a, a chance to talk and this has been a, a thing of ours for a while when we originally talked to you about a year and a half ago when you were thinking about joining pantheon yep i think we connected yeah. a long time ago well, and, i want to uh, make sure they were legit and yeah, i talked well, to you guys i don't and know if after, they are <laughs> after talking to you i couldn't figure out if they were legit or not but i'm like wow that kiss podcast sounds cool so. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you. We still can't figure out if they're legit, but they are. <laughs> yeah, we've been here for a few years. Oh, so it's you guys I can blame because I called Mike to see if they were legit, and he was like, "Yeah," and it's because you guys. So there you go. <laughs> there you yeah. go. There's so a off. few people in Pantheon that we've connected, and I don't know if they hate us or love us for doing it, but it's a one big happy family, right? That's right. Um. So for us, and more Tom a little bit more than me because he's got a longer commute. You have no idea when we first talked to Mike and he was talking about you guys probably coming on, how much uh, fanboying Tom was doing. Oh, I was not fanboying. The, not any of our guests other that we've had on the show and stuff. It was holy shit. We spent so much this? time listening to you guys. It was amazing. AAF. I mean, I know, I know our, uh, you know, our listeners who are from all over the world, they probably don't know what the hell we're talking about, but in terms of rock radio, I mean, it, it was WAF. It was, it was, I mean, that was, I mean, you had ZLX, the classic rock station, but AAF did it all. Whenever there was a big band coming to town, I mean, you guys converted to grunge, but you still played metal and classic rock. It was the, it was just, it was the goat station. It was a horrible day when it, when it, when it ended. 
Yeah, there wow. are there are some cities that are lucky enough to still have that like legacy rock station. Yeah. And there's only a few of them left in the States that, you know, that that have a station that's been on for, say, 50 years. That's been a rock station the whole time. Yeah. AAF was that station in Boston. And, yep. um, you know, we, we kind of found a way to, to ride every music trend you know, whether it be, you know, the 60s, 70s stuff, getting into the 80s hair stuff the you know, transitioning to grunge was a hard transition for a lot of stations. Then, you know, spearheading for better or worse, a lot of that new metal stuff, which there is a lot of great music that came out in the mid to late 90s. And then mm-hmm. getting into the aughts, it's like, you know, AAF was always finding a way to kind of hold on to the best of the old stuff while while being able to kind of introduce you to new stuff and it's sad that it's, it's sad that it's gone. Yeah. No, no, no tears, no tears. Yeah. No, there's no crying on the shout it out loud sorry, podcast. Sorry, no, sorry, no, sorry. No, no. Hey, Tom, um, we got another one. And, 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 loud, and, and uh, loud cast. Oh yeah. Zeus loves to nitpick when people call it the shout it out loud podcast. <laughs> because oh, I originally said that and he was like, no, no, no we're going to call it loud. Right. cast. I'll try to and stay like, on brand. I'm sorry. Stay on brand. God, this damn is it. more know, of a sorry. Tom thing. I want to give him shit. Whoa, it. it's not me. Why are you blaming me for everything? <laughs> but it's all good. And you know what? Um, AAF, I, I always found that there was this type of listener in Boston. AAF guys and the BCN guys. You mm-hmm. guys were fucking way better. Oh, we, we talked about this a little bit, Mike. Yep. We were saying. Yeah, that they're like a Rolling Stone magazine fucking listeners over there. Right, right. <laughs> you guys and listen, are the fun I, I rock music. I love BCN, and uh, I interned. My first internship was with Charles Lacodera on the Big Macri- Mattress, and oh, so yeah. you know, yep, yep. I I love BCN. I listened to it when I was a kid and stuff. Uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right. There were like the BCN listeners, and they were you know that was Boston centric and stuff. AAF listeners were everywhere else. That's right. You know, Metro West. They were up Route 2. They were down 495. They were Southern New Hampshire. They were Rhode Island until you got to the bridge to Newport, you know, and it was it was the, you know, the people that really loved rock music and really didn't belong to really any. I, you know, for lack of a better word, it was like the misfits. Yeah, I I agree. Exactly. The people that like loved rock music and had an attitude about it. That's right. You know, and there was a place yep. for everybody to kind of congregate. And I always say when I talk about AAF, the listeners were also like part of the staff almost. We mm-hmm. had like just insane, insane, <laughs> passionate listeners. When I, I came from Richmond, Virginia, my, I was working there. And then I came up here to work at AAF and I was afraid of the <laughs> listeners. I was like, these people are insane. Because in Rich, it's Rich, Richmond, Virginia. Everything's kind of chill and it moves yeah. at a slow pace. And I come up here and it's just like, you know, we're going to eat your flesh if you don't play Seven Dust. I'm like, oh my God, okay. <laughs> Holy shit, man. It, it all depended on where you grew up, right, Mike? Like, because you grew up in Natick, you were mm-hmm. on that line sandwiched in between. Right. I grew up in Lemonster. So not only was I close to Worcester, but if I listen to BCN, which when I moved to Boston to go to school, all they did was talk shit about the people from the suburbs where yeah. I grew up. Oh, yes. So That's right. why, why would I want to grow up and listen to that station when they when I was the butt of their jokes all the time? So to me, you know, like Mike's like, oh, well, I was a fan of BCN too. fuck those guys to this. <laughs> <day."> <laughs> Hank was real because. 
I grew up like the punchline of their jokes, like the city kids were the cool kids and the suburb kids were just these, you know, redneck, toothless trailer mm-hmm. park trash. And it was like, no, we're not. Fuck off. Yeah, that's yeah. only some of us. Right. I mean, yeah, there was the rest of us that hung out at the malls or behind building 19 smoking weed and stuff like that. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. They had this there was this elitist attitude. And and I really didn't notice it back when I was growing up in Natick. But when I moved back and it was more defined and there was a like just literally it was a war. And so, yeah, that was like the point of BCN. It was like these people are just like hokey idiots you know, and we're, we're from Boston and nothing wrong with Boston. I love Boston, no, but, me too. but it's just kind of like, don't talk down to me just cause you know, I like listening to, you know, extreme or, kiss. or whatever, or what, yeah, kiss, kiss. or whatever, whatever they're not <laughs> which playing, is, yeah. you know, which was funny later on because they would rip us for playing Godsmack and then who's playing Godsmack a few yeah. months later. Right. That's yeah. right. Kids, yep. too, if you want to consider Lawrence a suburb, but like and Stain came from Springfield. So it's not yep. like like Boston yep. had that time where like Jay Giles, Aerosmith, but all of that late 90s, 2000 music that was coming out of this region was coming out of the suburbs. Right. That's right. Right. Yep. It was awesome. That's one of the other sad things about AAF going away. It was really the last rock station to play new rock music. That, yep. Exactly. You know, was- and thanks to people like Carrie. And people like Ron Valeri and Dave Douglas, you know, they were they embraced that and they brought in bands like Stained, you know, and Corn, and then like later Keith Hastings let me play Shadows Fall on the air and Kill Switch Engage and all that other great stuff, you know, in the metal and hardcore scene. Yeah, all those guys from, from Mass. Like, That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So nice. it's 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 kind of bad that you know, like the Pike, we're trying to play, we're trying to Chuck Perks is taking some chances and he's playing Dirty Honey and and yeah. some other stuff, you know, and he's, he's taking, he's slowly, he's slowly working that stuff in but, and fleet in there. And yeah, right. There's right. Some bits of stuff coming in, but there are people that have been listening to the pike for, you know, however long to over a decade that it's been on. Right. The air. Yeah. And so they don't just want to scare the hell out of everybody by letting me and Mike in the door. Yeah. And like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know right. You, in. you don't, you don't throw a frog into boiling water. You just turn up the temp little bit. That's exactly right. Right. But our podcast is a little bit like that divide between BCN and AF. I know we're getting really local here, but um, like kiss is something that BCN that's not on their radar. Like that was a joke. Right. In the 90s, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. They're too busy. I don't know. The fucking smithereens and Del Fuegos and shit like that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. whoa. I'm a huge Del Fuegos fan. I'll drive out to Southboro and punch you in the face. Del Fuegos podcast coming up next. That's right. It's going to do a Del Fuegos podcast. You get the point. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. But when the hair metal and all that, you know, no one likes calling it hair metal. But when that came on and that was the music, from like 86 to 91, you ain't hearing that in BCN, no matter no, no. matter how MTV had the number one videos, mm-hmm. it had it was top 10 hits. You're still not hearing those songs on BCN. They acted yeah. like that wasn't even around. AF, you got that. And that's then right. all of a sudden grunge came in. You got that from AF. Like that's the difference. And yep. bands like that we like, Kiss and other bands like that, even Bon Jovi and stuff. They're not that that was the divide. And I'm sure a lot of people listening know those radio stations in their hometown that had that kind of snob Rolling Stone mentality. 
about yep. the right. fans. Right. The, the, the one thing I know when I first started working at AAF, actually, when I came out to interview and I listened to AAF, they would play, they would play the hair metal next to the grunge, next to the classic rock, next to like the beastie boys. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, yeah. this is, this is amazing that they're playing all the, and it, and it, for some, I don't know how it flowed. Yep. You know, because people don't, people, very few people, I should say, don't just like one kind of music. You know, like some they don't just like hair metal. They just don't like, you know, just just classic rock. They, you know, everybody likes whatever they like, whatever mm-hmm. sounds good to them. And, uh, you know, I, I love that about AAF, that they took a chance on mm-hmm. playing all that stuff mixed up together. Yep. Well, time to get into our Murph questions. And these are our questions that we ask all our guests. And they're named after Tom's roommate. We all went to college together. And uh, it's pretty simple. Start with Mr. Scary. Who's oh, your favorite Kiss member? I'm glad she's going first so I can <laughs> think about these. Growing up. Yeah. 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 It could be growing up. It could be right now if you yeah, met them exactly. or anything. Growing up when I was a kid, I'm going to I'm going to go back that far. And sure. I am digging to find a picture to prove that I was a Kiss fan as a kid because I have a picture that <laughs> you guys laugh. Um, growing up, I thought Peter Chris was the coolest that's yeah. Zeus's, that's Zeus's man oh, like, growing up the, <laughs> the cat the drummer I just I just thought he was so friggin cool I loved the band in general because I yeah. had those cool aunts that were a little older than me yep. you know that that I was a kid and they were teenagers and so I kind of got exposed to they're the ones that exposed me to kiss in the first place but <clears throat> I'm going Peter Chris all right Mike um, I'd have to say Vinnie Vincent. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not, no, <laughs> Go no, for it. No, Go no. for it, man. I'm, I was never a huge Vinnie Vincent fan, but Ace has always been my man. Of course. That was like his solo album was the best. Ooh. You know, the, the perform. Uh, oh, boy, are we going to have words? <laughs> <laughs> you're part of what we've deemed the Ace cult. Oh, yeah, you're part, of the, you're part of the Ace cult. I am. I think the, you know, the, the version of Shock Me on a Live 2 is friggin' amazing. Agreed. You know, he had smoke coming out of his guitar. He shot rockets out of it. I mean, I just love that. Because I heard Kiss very early. Like, I was like eight. And I used to spend summers with my grandparents in Pennsylvania. And I had a lot of cousins. And that's how I pretty much got into rock music. Because they were all older than me. And my cousin Brian, huge Kiss fan, always playing it. And I was just drawn to Ace. You know, that was just, plus I'm a sci-fi nerd. So the whole space thing. Perfect. You know, I'm a Star Trek fan. I'm just like, so I'm drawn to the the whole, you know, space thing about him. But yeah, he's the guy. Okay. I like Ace it. Ace Frehley. Hey, <laughs> shut up, you. I can doing. Ah. <laughs> All right. Easy. Kiss song. Oh. It could be, you know how things work. You're right now or the song growing up. It doesn't matter. What's your favorite Kiss song? That's a tough one, man, because there's so many good ones. Uh, see, that's the right answer, Mike. Yeah, there are. Off the top of your head, if you had to listen to one right now. You you go first, Carrie. I'm scared. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go from a from a professional standpoint. Oh I'm gonna say that by any measurable criteria. Rock and Roll All Night is their best song because it's their biggest song. It is huge, omnipresent in rock and roll. 
you can't get away from it even if you tried. And I think every band, if they went up on stage and you said, play a Kiss song right now, that would be the one that every band member would be able to play. And so to me, as far as social impact, Mm -hmm. musical ability, not songwriting, not any of that stuff, but song that defines a band's career, I'm going there. Mm, Nice. Okay. All right. Yeah, well put. Defines the band's career. Yeah. I'm going to go a little more esoteric. Oh, oh, wait, hold on, Mike. Hold on. Big word alert. Hold Big on, word Paul, alert on the show. We, hold on. I'm we sorry. have to do Marty has to show off. How we, ha- we have to do. We have what? to do the big word alert for our listeners. They're, they're oh, not very on. bright. You, okay? I told you, we got a lot of kiss tards that listen to us. You got to be <laughs> yeah. careful. You got to dumb it down. So, so can you can you explain to our listeners what esoteric means? Yeah, it goes something that is just a lot of more meaning just to me alone. Perfect. Okay. There you go. I you guys got for, that. OK, thanks. for personal reasons. OK. It's kind of a toss up. All right. Between do you love me? Yeah, because that's just like the rock star song. That's unabashed. I'm a rock star. Fuck you. I'm getting laid in a limousine tonight. Plus one of the greatest, one of the greatest intros to any rock song ever. Absolutely. And then that whole gigantic orchestral ending, you know, the crescendo and the, the, the church chimes and stuff. I love that shit, man. That's awesome. Love it. And then, you know, no, fuck it. That one. Do you love me? Have you you seen them on the end of the road when they play the song? That's when they have the montage at the end with the, with all the stuff going off. They'll show the old them, them in Cadillac, Michigan and all that. It's fucking awesome. They should show a montage of all the women they've had sex with. (laughs) And then it would be a 20 minute fucking version. It would be longer than the show. It would. Yeah. It would be longer than their friggin' farewell tour. I don't think you want to see the ones Gene had sex with. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They wouldn't all be hot. Yeah. yeah. No. Hey. Yeah. Numbers. They weren't going quality. They no. were not Gene. They're numbers. They can't all be hot. Yeah. See, no. but isn't that nice? They find beauty in all women. Oh, my. That's lovely. You, Mike, it's okay. I think this that's lovely. Kid. This is a KISS podcast. This is not a Neil Young heightened intellect podcast. (laughs) Listen, man, the Village Voice said this about Neil Young in 1968, just as he was getting to release his first solo album. Okay. They said, uh, they didn't say it, but his record company put out an ad and it said, Neil Young is not sexy. (laughs) He's not what you would call a sexy man. No, he's not. He's not. He's not like. Neil Young never wrote a song like Room Service, right? <laughs> you know? Neil Young is married to Madison the Mermaid, okay? Right. That's true. That's true. But I think, I, think the, I think the funny <laughs> thing, Mike, is that the record company had to make sure that people knew he wasn't sexy, as if they might think that he was if they didn't say that. <laughs> they were well, confused. You, know, you think Neil Young's sexy? That's cool. I don't want to Oh, no, judge. I don't. I don't. <laughs> well, I'm just saying whoever, you know, okay. that's fine. All right. Something's gonna float everybody's boat. That's if it's a great point. It's a great point. <laughs> Zeus, what's next, buddy? What do we All got? Right. Kiss album. Oh yeah, come on. I love getting into arguments with this. I think we already know Mike's. Could be. Yeah. Ace Frehley. <laughs> Why do you hate Ace? I no, 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 no. We, we love don't. Ace. He is like <laughs> he's like comedy, like genius, like. The stuff that he does oh, yeah. in his character. He's hilarious. By Plus, far the best. We, the- we, we saw him in Boston last uh, last uh, September. And he came out and 
his he does these, these covers albums that he does origins volumes one and two. Oh yeah hearing ace trying to sing led zeppelin Ooh. i mean get the fuck out of here brutal Ooh. just yeah. brutal many years since i was here and then good times oh, bad shit. times oh just oh, brutal. good times bad times that was fantastic <laughs> brutal in oh. the days of my youth like fucking bob craft <laughs> singing a song um yeah come right. on what's your favorite album it's got to be easy right you're gonna make there. me go first again you want me to i'll go first no go, got- yeah, go ahead Okay, it's it's and it's purely for nostalgia reasons. I or no, it's just I think it's still their greatest album, and that's Destroyer. Okay, All you know, right. that, and that's kind of and it's kind of like the first album that I really listened to from them. Like I said, it was my cousin Brian. Yeah, he was playing it all the time. I just remember staring at the album cover mm-hmm. while, li- and that was a great thing about vinyl, and still is. You know, when you're listening, you're sitting there and you're either looking at the album cover, looking at the credits, reading the lyrics, whatever it is. Yep. But it was just, you know, it was like these guys and there was nothing but burning ruins behind them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who the fuck are these guys? They just <laughs> destroyed the earth with the rock, <laughs> you know, That's and right. I just I found that fascinating. Plus, the you know, the songs like Sweet Pain and, you know, Detroit Rock City and all, you know, there's it was just great music. Uh, so I, I still go back to that one a lot. OK, Carrie. For a different reason. I'm going to say kiss alive. Ooh, all right. Mm, okay. And I say that because it is extreme. I had this conversation with Rick Nielsen from cheap trick on my podcast. Wow. Okay. It is extremely difficult to capture the essence of a band live on an album. Mm. And it's only been done a few times that I can name. Right. So you got cheap trick at the Budokan. Awesome album. You got Brampton mm. comes alive. Yep. Mm. And I think Kiss Alive, like what other live albums are actually really good to the point where it sounds good, where you actually want to listen to it more than the studio records. Um, uh, Rush's uh, Exit Stage Left is is probably their masterpiece and greatest live performance ever. Uh, Thank you very much. Does Getty Lee sing on that album? I'm going to punch you in the face. By the by, by the way, quick quick rush segue if I can, because Mike's a fan. Mike, if you've gotten the 40th anniversary box set of moving pictures, they released a double LP of that tour. It will replace anything you've ever listened to oh, on Exit really? Stage Left. It is beyond fantastic. That's oh, my rush excellent. comment. We'll get back. Okay. I okay. never have anybody to talk to about rush. That's all right, buddy. <laughs> the only thing I would add though, Carrie, I would add all the unplugged albums that came out in the 90s. I love Alice in Chains Unplugged. I love Nirvana. I love Kiss. Kiss is unplugged. Like those yeah, were, they were something good unplugged. unique. Five Man Acoustical Jam, Tesla. Oh, Tesla. Tesla. Yeah, that started, kind of started all that stuff. Too. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Those yep. are fantastic. And yep. that was because of AAF, you know. That's right. Oh, tell us. Tell us. Jeff Keith was on my podcast okay. recently. And I said, I heard a rumor that that came out because of, of AAF. He told me the story. They were on tour with Motley Crue. They had a day off in Philly. So they hired a 24 track mobile studio truck to go and record them playing a whole acoustic show. They recorded it, saved it, put it on the shelf, did nothing with it for like six months. And then they came to WAF, played acoustic in the studio, played signs. The phones went off the chain. Wow. The label was like, 
we got to do something. And the band was like, we have a whole concert acoustic recorded that's in the can already. It's right there. He said the label wanted to make some changes. The band said no. And five man acoustical jam is an entire one take live performance of them recording in Philly on an off night from the Motley Crue tour. But they never would have released that album if it was not for the passion of the AAF fans demanding mm-hmm. it after an in-studio acoustic performance. Wow. Oh, that is fantastic. Can, can I awesome. add two, can I add two things to that? One please do. I heard that on the radio. I heard that performance live on the radio. My dad had to go to Grossman's hardware and well yeah, Grossman's right? or Grossman's. You remember that with the orange and yellow stripe or my dad and went there stripe? every Saturday. Right. Yeah, it's a hardware <laughs> store. So um I didn't want to go in. I stayed in the car. And I was listening to AF and I heard that live and I was like, that's pretty good. Who are these guys? And, and so that got me into Tesla right there mm-hmm. Two, that same thing happened on Mistress Carrie's show on AAF with Shinedown and their cover of Simple Man. Oh, my God. Unbelievable yeah. cover. Fantastic. Holy the shit. listeners went crazy. Their fans went crazy. They tried to release something similar an acoustic performance on a re-release of yep. what is it? Leave a whisper. Yeah. It was, it's good, but not as good as that particular performance, which was phenomenal. I was very lucky to be there that day. And that happened on her program. So that happened twice on AAF. Nice. And then you go back and think about some of the acoustic performances that we had iconic, like mm-hmm. Zach Wild, Stone Temple Pilot. Oh yeah. Anthrax did one acoustic performance ever in their career. Yep. It- Studio on AAF. What song? Uh, uh, they did. They, um, they did. Did they do? Um, anti- I'm, so I'm the man. Social. How no, do you do anti-social do unplugged? It was amazing, dude. It was awesome. Wow. This is with John Bush, the John Bush oh, okay, era. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll ask Charlie next time we talk. That's right. Him. We've had Charlie on the show too. So yeah. nice. Him, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And, that was great. And then we it was in the time when anthrax was being weaponized and there was actually like people trying to (laughs) tell that the band changed their name because we brought surgical masks. And in the picture that we have in the studio, they all had like surgical masks on. Really funny. Um, (laughs) Wow. Priest did an acoustic um, oh, right. performance and they did diamonds and rust and it is yeah. flawless. Wow. We had some unbelievable performances from some artists that they were like, we won't do this anywhere else, but we'll do it for you guys. So when it's, did STP amazing. come on and do that? That was 90. Oh, was that 99 oh. or 2000? Mm. Uh, I think maybe 2000. I was doing nights at the time. Yeah, it was Huntington wow. Ave. We had just yeah. moved to Huntington yeah. Ave. And that was a big day because Ozone, John Osterlin. Love that guy. Yeah, he's great. Ozone. He had for he had three bands play live on his show that day. These two relatively unknown little bands. One was called Three Doors Down. <laughs> and then another band came on called Nickelback. Wow. So both of those bands came on because they were playing our Halloween show at the Roxy that year or that night. Oh, the I think. Roxy. Yeah. The did, Roxy. Did, anybody, did anybody get stabbed? Um, <laughs> right that Chad Kruger rubbed my feet during the interview backstage at the venue. Oh, I have a picture nice. of it. You got a lot of feet stories. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I don't want to give, you know, I'll let you, I don't want to go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, but yeah. But then, but then STP came in the great, the great, I love this story. This is classic John Osterlin. So 
they're in they're they're kind of walking around the hallways and I'm like jesus christ scott wyland's just wandering around the hallway in this radio <laughs> station you know the, the guys at eei were just like who's this friggin' freak walking in our hallways um so the manager for stp comes in and he talks to john and he's like listen this is when scott wyland just got out of jail it was like months before that or something he's like listen don't talk. Don't ask him any questions about jail. Oh my God. I know. Right. And don't story. ask him any questions about drugs. Oh no. And John's like, yeah, Oh yeah, sure. No problem. Okay. Okay. So they're all sitting down. John cracks the mic. It's like the STP's here in this, in the ozone. And uh, Scott, I want to ask you, is jail a good place <laughs> to pick drugs? And Scott, you know what? This is a typical manager thing. Scott Weiland was like, well, no, not really. And I'll tell you why. And he was really great. He gave a great answer for it. But that's what a manager does. You know, right. the manager is supposed to be the asshole, you know. And exactly. so, But it was just great. It was like right after he told him that, John was just like, oh, yeah, sure. No problem. Literally 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, it was great. We're still hanging in those cartoon bubbles in the air. And Ozan was like, oh, yeah. I, my, my butthole clenched. Because I thought that he was going to like walk out. The whole band was going to walk out. And but So wait nah. a minute. You guys, I forgot. You guys shared shit with EEI, didn't you? Oh, they were down the hall from us for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Hawaii. Well, we shared stuff with them. They never shared fucking shit with us. I'll yeah. tell you that sure. Right I now. believe it. Yeah. yeah. Some of those uh, e old EEI characters have made it onto our show. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. and they become characters of their own on this. Ep on this. <laughs> Although just I got for the record. I got to speak up for Dale Arnold. Dale Arnold oh, he's is always guy. wicked he's a, nice to us. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's a nice guy. He's harmless. He's like somebody's nice. Uncle. Right. Glenn, Glenn Ordway was nice to us, too. Yeah. No, we're talking. Uh, Eddie Andelman's made a couple appearances on our show. And uh, and Ted Sarandis. Ted Sarandis. Talking about retractable roof talk. Ted Nation. And dodging debris and all that other shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, they make uh, we got people listening in Australia and be like, what the fuck is who's Ted Sarandis? Hey, they can listen online. Yeah, <laughs> that's that true. They'll figure it out. <laughs> oh, yeah, we have some questions we didn't finish yet. Okay. Um, how many kiss concerts have you guys gone to? Oh, as geez. a fan, not like as like a not not oh, as like a radio altogether. Person. Yeah, well, okay, that would be the same thing. You know, I mean, it's like just because it was work. I don't yeah. think I ever had to work a kiss show, but you know, okay. it doesn't mean I wasn't hanging out watching the show let me let me hold on a second there's one that did one. you do show prep and write down how many you went to no no i'm going through my head and i gotta <laughs> write down like hash marks because i can't count and think and talk all at the same time I'm not we're asking mike to do are. way too much right now it's like oh, math yeah we have other musicians i'll just say 10 15 20 doesn't matter yeah. uh, it's about 10 10 carry about 10 yeah i'd say okay. like five Okay. Five. Yeah. All right. That's good. What was your first one? Do you guys remember what tour? Yeah. Mine was the first reunion tour. 96. Okay. Yeah. 96. I saw him in Richmond. Saw him in Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. Friggin' awesome. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. When Paul got lifted up during Love Gun, mm -hmm. great rock star moment at the Richmond Coliseum. It was fantastic. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Carrie, do you remember your first one? I know tour. it was a Christmas tour. Yeah. <laughs> I know it was at the Worcester Centrum, and I'm trying to think. So I went to my first concert in 86, like first concert ever, 86. So I'm trying to remember. Asylum. Like, that would have been. It, yeah. 
Asylum tour. That would have been the asylum tour if you were seeing Kiss in 86. Uh, No, it wasn't in 86. I went to my first concert. Okay, okay. okay. So maybe maybe 87. Crazy Nights. Crazy Nights. We just did that episode. Yeah. 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 All right. Last one. Favorite Kiss memory. And that could be anything. You know, buying uh, Destroyer, uh, meeting Gene, um, taking care of Paul in the bathroom. Whatever. Was their best kiss memory. What? I said, has anybody ever said meeting Gene is their best kiss memory? Um, I think so. Actually, I think so. Actually, think my, be- my best kiss memory, and I, I tried so hard, Zeus, to find that recording I was talking about. Yes, and, yes, yes. But Odyssey, formerly Intercom, had taken it all down, and I, I can't oh, really tell you where it is. But we were, um, we were broadcasting live at the Sam Adams, I think it was called the Summer Jam. They used to do it every, like, it yep. was like Memorial Day weekend or something. So you broadcast live from the Sam Adams Brewery in Boston. Yep. And it's Radio Row. So you got like 20 radio stations there. And we're all set up in the same area. You know, and there's a bunch of morning shows all around going, hey, how's it going? And um, <laughs> so this is the Hillman morning show. Oh, and to yeah. me, this is still Greg's finest moment. Um, so Gene Simmons was one of the guests. So they just cart, they cart the guests around to each table, you know. Uh, so they come to our table and Gene sits down. He's already talked to like 10 other morning shows. So I'm sure he's over it. Um, and I forget what he was promoting, but he sits down and we're talking to him. And five minutes in, Greg asked, I forget what question Greg asked him, but then Gene said something like, I don't know, but you should fire the guy who let you wear those shorts here. And Greg was wearing like <laughs> jorts, you know? And, um, and I was like, oh, Jesus. What's going to happen here? And Greg said, well, you should fire the guy who made that to pay for you. Oh, <laughs> it was great. And, and so for like five minutes, it went back and forth. It's like, well, when was the last time you serviced Paul Stanley? And this guy, you know, and Gene was like, you know, you fat ton of lard. Or, I mean, they were going back and forth. so cringeworthy. Point. I couldn't believe one of them didn't legit get offended. It oh, was my God. Crazy. They were ripping each other hard. <laughs> and it was it was. And then it got to the point where other radio stations were like standing around us, no watching shit. it go back and forth. And then we're like, all right, Gene Simmons, everyone, you know, we went to commercial. And uh, and the first thing Gene did was stand up and shake Greg's hand. He said, that was a, that was awesome. That See, was, he was like psyched. He had he was like, this was the best. This is the best one so far. He was like really. It was just fun. It was a lot of fun. And, and uh, so that's that's my it wasn't a show, but that was my best kiss related memory. But see, that is exactly why we love Gene Simmons, because stop for one second and imagine Greg Hill doing that with Paul Stanley. Oh, my God. I can't even. Yeah, I can't even imagine. (laughs) If someone said anything like that to Paul, Paul Stanley would have been taken out in a straitjacket and brought to Bridgewater (laughs) if anybody insulted him about anything. (laughs) Oh, he's got he's a he's what we call a sensitive man. Oh, yeah. You got to watch what you say. Sensitive. Oh, all of you. You're yeah. all sensitive. Pandemic Paul is Pandemic on his own Paul fucking planet right now. You guys, that's that's what was my favorite thing from this podcast. Yeah, he told me that. I love Pandemic Paul. <laughs> he's it's a character. So funny. So very funny. He's you guys he's did a he's great he's, job t- he's tapered off a little bit now that now that you know he's back on tour and he's kind of getting his life back together. But uh, right, right. But, but he, right, for a while we, there, he was on his electric bike doing bunny hops. Oh, picking up geez. gelato and being like, woohoo, live to win. Gelato. Brutal. I know a lot of musicians, but in the beginning, 
fought the lockdown and the vaccines and were all blah, 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 calling me COVID crazy because I was taking precautions. <laughs> and every musician that I know that actually got it, especially the singers. Oh, yeah. That in their lungs. Even if they don't make public statements about it in private, have gone around and apologized to people mm. and have been humbled by it. Because it scared the shit out of them that, A, they thought they were going to die, and B, they thought that their career was over. Right. That's a good point. Yep. Yeah, but Paul doesn't need it because he's got the tape playing. In the oh, be nice. Too. Be nice. All right. Let's let's got his He's got his other band. He's got a fallback plan. Oh, please. Don't even get into that. <laughs> we reviewed James, that. We, we reviewed Brown Act. We reviewed that album and we surprisingly gave it kudos because Zeus and I both like kind of the soul R&B stuff. But enough right. with that. That was that was that <laughs> was enough of that. All right. Did we get Carrie's? Uh, we didn't get hers. Oh, yeah. My, favorite ki- favorite kiss memory. A, mine is from a fan perspective. And okay. it, I've fallen for it. God only knows how many times. But the first time I fell for the farewell tour. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. The first the first farewell like the. They, they're back together and then the farewell tour. And then they were, we were just kidding. And then, but the, the first farewell tour, me and a bunch of my like oldest and dearest ride or die friends that I went to concerts with in high school, we all got tickets and we made it a night. Nice. Like, went out partied ahead of time, all bought the shirts, sang every song because we were in this moment. Like we are saying goodbye to one of the greatest live bands ever. And we're going to do it all together. I literally, there was like 20 of us and we were all in the same section and we were all hoarse. Like it was amazing. And I was so fucking mad when when they decided that we were just kidding. We're going to, cause that moment was like so perfect. Yeah. I I bet you a lot of people, yeah, I I, I bet you a lot of people had that same moment and they were like, what the fuck you guys lied to us. Spent so much money and just like wanted to have this pure fan moment. And yep. it was, it was perfect. Yeah. And so let's say it- they quit then. How long would people be like, what the fuck? You're all healthy. Come on, come back. They'd be oh, doing so much. What the next day? Yeah. What happened the next day? Yeah, they, I, think, they way. I think that it would have taken two Gene solo albums to have people start <laughs> screaming their heads off. <laughs> That's asshole right. part two. <laughs> so tell us so so let's get into I know we know that you got your time is is limited and, and we want to get a couple questions in here because of your history with being involved in, in bands and tours and rock radio and DJs and everything. Where does Kiss has never been you know a radio band? Um, and if they are, you, you'll hear you'll you'll hear rock and roll night and you hear like Detroit Rock City. Okay, so they're right, not yeah, the, yeah. a radio band though. But yeah, what I mean but, by that is like radio forever. Right, but what I mean by that is they're not they're not Zeppelin. They're not, you know, they're not, they're not those bands where you're hearing, you know, every song, you know, things are celebrated in your experience. Where does Kiss fall in terms of playing them albums, et cetera, et cetera, other than those staple hits? I mean, every band would get like every guy in every band that's ever tried to write a song would give their left nut to have one kiss song in their repertoire that they wrote like yeah. rock band out there would literally sacrifice the bass players balls if they could go <laughs> rock and roll all night that's our song take yeah. his nut. <laughs> like th- to me i think of them as a radio band 
Yeah, yeah see, I, I don't do because I just because I because see, I just think of those two. To me, a radio band is a band that that constantly playing songs. It's a big right. celebration when there's a new song, when there's a new album, when there's a tour. You okay. know, and Kiss just didn't seem to be that band. They seem to be like a legacy act. Like, oh, we're going to play rock and roll night. We're going to play Detroit Rock City. And now here's the new album. Here's the new take, thing from but, Tom. You know, let me jump on that. AF, take you guys out of the picture. What's playing? When's Kiss on the radio? If we take AAF out, where are you going to hear them? Maybe stations. Yeah, well, maybe. Yeah, maybe ZLX. Of course, you hear all old stuff. You want, you know, I mean, Kiss. I mean, I we played. I think the last new stuff AAF played. Um, geez, it was mid two thousands. It was actually really good. Carrie, do you remember that album? Because I remember we're sitting in the music meeting. We're like, this is like really good. This is awesome. Sonic Boom. That may have been a monster. Monster came out. Hello, Hallelujah, or Modern Day Delilah is a great song. Those were great songs. I remember playing. Didn't we play Modern Day Delilah for a little bit? It's a great song. We threw some new kiss in there for a while. So it was a great song. It was something through 2000s that we were playing it. I remember like we were playing when I first started working there, Psycho Circus came out. And I remember hearing it on the air during Ozone Show, again, John Osterlin's show. And he aired a call. He played a call that he got saying, why are you playing this? It sucks. <laughs> was that <laughs> Zeus back then? Again, it was probably again, me. This is, this is why I love AF <laughs> listeners. Cause they're just, they're just the best. And ozone was like, well, you know what? I know you think it sucks and I'm not crazy about it, but you know, you want to throw it out there and then give people let the, you know, give it a chance and see what people think about. It. And of course this doesn't work out that well for the band, but you know, he was like going on this long thing yeah. and, uh, but I forget the name of that album. It was like early 2000s, mid 2000s. That was Sonic Boom. It's Sonic Boom, because I think yeah. a Monster came out in 12, 2000. Yeah. yeah. But so, I remember we played Sonic we Boom playing, was 09, I think. You yep. played a little bit off of that. But yeah, I mean, they don't get, there's not as many songs as, say, Led Zeppelin or Van Halen. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But, but they have a few tunes. That's why I think of them as a radio band, too, because it's okay. like rock and roll all night, Detroit Rock City, Lick It Up. I mean, yeah. I hear that a lot, you know, every now and then heaven's on fire. Yeah. You know, so they, they were still cranking out radio friendly new stuff through at least through the eighties. Yeah. Wasn't know. I was made for loving you in rotation for a while. I think really? that, yeah, I think that's when um, they were coming around or something. And, but okay. oh no, that was like, there was some kind of resurgence with dynasty at some point. Yeah. Like and it threw I it on there. That song being, cause was I mean, in a movie. It might have been. I don't know. No. And, then our, and our boss, Ron Valeri. Like, like, like Kiss was like, hey, we're a rock band. Hey, we're going to like, we're going to try disco. <laughs> right. Well, in all fairness, there were a lot of gigantic rock bands trying disco. Yeah. The Stones, you know, the Rod Stones. Stewart. Yeah. yeah all they that all stuff. were yeah. doing it. And they then they did. were like, we're going to get into this 80s hair thing and like, like they tried a lot of different things. A lot of it didn't work, but I, I, I give bands credit for trying stuff and failing rather than just, you know, the only exception is ACDC. Yeah. Yeah, right. of course. Right. That's a good point that you bring up, Carrie, because a lot of time what, you, what you're giving kiss credit for is what a lot of times what kiss gets like, like blasted for is trying to be disco hair metal the Bon Jovi crazy nights, you know, like, like, and as, as kiss fans, we love that, but, but the detractors are like, Oh yeah. Kiss went from a band that set trends to a band that now follow them. Right. Well, you know, um, to bring up Neil Young, 
Um, Neil Young said, you know, it starts getting dangerous when you have to compete with your past. So do you keep making rock and roll all night over and over again? Or as an artist, do you try to innovate and fail forward? You know, like and that's, that. that's, that's Neil Young's career. Yeah. I mean, Neil Young has pissed off his fans like his entire career. Yeah, he's all over the map. With oh, yeah. He's, styles he and genres. Does, yeah, he just does whatever the fuck he wants. And he doesn't care because he knows like I can't make the Harvest album over and over again. Right, right. You know, because it'll drive person like he could, but personally, it'll drive him nuts. You know, yeah. so Kiss, you know, and I know Kiss was trying to stay relevant, but at least they like Carrie said, at least they tried. Mm hmm. Look at, nope. look at the biggest, most innovative rock bands, right? The Beatles comes to mind like first right off the top of my head. Then I think bands like Queen, I think Zeppelin, like the ideas, Bohemian Rhapsody, like that song now can't imagine the world without it. But if you saw the movie, that a six minute opera on rock radio, like that was bonkers of an idea and people thought they were crazy and it could have gone so bad. Yeah, Obviously yeah. didn't, but could have. Yeah. So I look at bands like that because I'm so envious of songwriting and musical ability. Cause I don't have any of it. So to me, if you got a bunch of musicians in a room and they're like, what would it sound like if mm -hmm. like, Hey, what would Led Zeppelin sound like if you were writing like a Caribbean Jamaican kind of thing? That doesn't make any sense, <laughs> right. but it's fucking awesome. Yeah. But they did it. That's you right. know? Yeah. yeah. That's right. I mean, look at all of the crazy stuff that the Beatles did that. Now you can go back and watch that docu-series and be like, mm. what? Yeah. So no, it, it, it's, it's great though. But the thing I always go back to and people talk about kiss and they, you know, it, it's the, they're the punching bag for the elitist rock guys that think Kiss is the joke and all that. But people aren't buying the albums because they're fucking and listening to smoke bombs and shit and stuff go off. They're buying it because the music, because in the end, they write fun, hookish with great melodies, rock songs that you can get into and have a fucking great time. Right. I've said it a million times on the show. It's my mantra. If I had money to bet in my life and I'm going to die, I want one artist to write a song that I know I will like. I'll give it to Paul Stanley. I know he'll write me a rock song with a fucking catchy chorus, a great melody, three and a half minutes of fucking total fun. I trust him more than anybody. The guy's been doing it for fucking 50 years. Yep. We shit on him about his silliness now, <laughs> now that he's older and he's an artist and a renaissance man. Because he's a painter and he's a philosopher and he he's in a long list of of music. Yeah, he yeah, likes to insert you know. himself in the topic of the day to get his name. <laughs> oh, Paul Stanley weighed in on this. Oh, oh, did he? Yeah, he's the right. guy that wrote "Bang Bang You." We don't need yes. to fucking listen to what Paul Stanley weighed in <laughs> on. But regardless, music-wise, him and Gene Simmons, I'm telling you, those two together, fucking workaholics, perfect for each other, and they made this band last 50 years and when you talk about like who the hell thinks of an opera who the hell thinks to dress up in fucking makeup breathe fire you fly over here you think that all this stuff that they did it's amazing and they like some of the things that they kind of get credit for like the beatles 
invented, like the the merch, you know what oh, I yeah. mean? The lunchbox yep. is like, that's Beatles all day long. But uh, uh, excuse me, that's Ooh. Elvis all day long. That's Colonel Parker. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, but the guys in Kiss did it while maintaining their rock credibility mm-hmm. and not being a pop because the Beatles, at least in the early stages, until, oh, yeah. until like Rubber Soul were like a pop band. Oh, yeah. And the same thing with Elvis. He was a pop star. Kiss was able to sell lunchboxes and still have people think they were cool. Because right. guys were buying Kiss shit. That's, That's right. the difference. Guys wanted to get the Kiss cards, the Kiss lunchbox, the Kiss posters, the Kiss pinball machine. But Girls you know, were flocking at Elvis in the you don't get to be successful in rock and roll if only the guys love you, though. No, but it was oh, guys absolutely. buying merch as well. Gotta be girls there. Otherwise, that's what hurt like a lot of that new metal stuff in the late 90s. No was girls. Turned into this sausage fest where you went to these shows <laughs> and there was not one girl to be found. The only band to make a career out of having an all male audience is who, Mike? Rush. That would be Rush. That's Iron right. Maiden. I offer up Iron Maiden as a second. Okay, uh, it's a good one too. I don't know. I've I've seen way more women at Iron Maiden shows than Rush. I don't think I've sure. ever and seen I've, a woman at a Rush concert. And I've counted. Yes, on stage. Oh, okay, Carrie. <laughs> oh no, I'm saying Getty Lee. Is <laughs> oh, Jesus, shut your mouth! What the fuck? You is are. I'm driving out there, oh, man. This is horrendous. Mike, I, can't his voice is just away oh. with this. Not. I deal with this all the time, Mike. I deal with this all this, the time. It, they're troglodytes, Tom. Yeah. They they don't ah. just, they don't understand. There's a big word alert. Exactly. It's a, it's a big word <laughs> alert. That's right. Let, let, let me ask you this before we let you guys go. And, and, and Zeus, if, if you got one, if you want to jump in when I'm done here, do you think right now that Kiss is one of those bands that right now is has hung on too long with putting Tommy Thayer in the Spaceman makeup, with putting Eric Singer in the Catman makeup and in, in touring? And do you think that it's like like Zeus and I, we always joke on the show. How can you miss us? When you never go away, Carrie, do you want me? I don't. I don't think anybody should be wearing the ace and and cat makeup. Oh, there we go. I, I kind of agree. I, I just that to me would be like someone wearing Joey Jordanson's mask and getting behind the drums of Slipknot. Like oh, that's a good analogy. Like that. That's not. You don't get to do that. That's Peter. Chris is the cat. Period. Ace Freely is the spaceman, period. Now, if you want to replace band members, I'm totally, I mean, I'm not happy about it, but like, it's your band, do what you want. But I would say invent a new character. They used to do that. And and mm-hmm. have different paint and and do something different because I feel like that is that sacred thing. Mm, yeah. You know, that I, I don't think that they should. It, to me, it hurts me to see someone dressed up as Peter Chris playing drums for Kiss. Like, that I bonus- love the Peter love you have, Carrie. I love it. <laughs> Peter's the best. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Oh, it's tough. We have their love song. <laughs> like, I know me and Tom, like, we're on the same page with this. I don't care. I don't. I'd rather see the four guys out there. I, I know it's not Ace. I'll take it. I, and I get it. it. They're Gene. We're a brand. And they want the four makeup type that they can sell. It's money. Let's what be girl honest. didn't it's want to be named Beth? <laughs> what girl? Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I don't think you should be singing Beth. I think that's a slap in the face. Right. Having that's Eric Carr that... singing Beth is yeah. a, uh, Eric Carr. Eric Singer. 
Eric Singer yeah. singing Beth is a slap in the face. Yeah, and I, I think they do it on purpose. And I, there's no need for it. And there's no need well, for shock me. to They be do it on purpose. Too. But is Peter getting that money? I, he better be. Yeah. Oh, I mean, if he's getting the publishing. Peter Chris should be like, OK, sing it all you want. You know, it's true. Oh, he's, he's, yeah, checks come in. yeah. But even in the documentary they did, remember, they couldn't use Beth and you wouldn't allow them. That's right. So he doesn't care. That's it right. gets to that point. The the you know, the last thing I want to kind of ask you guys about um, in in the end, do you see Kiss and let's say we're throwing these bands out for our we're all about the same generation, same hard rock metal type fandom. I put the bands up there that are in a different echelon, like Led Zeppelin, Aerosmith. Uh, Black Sabbath, Van Halen, Van Halen, ACDC is kissing that block for you guys. Or are they under it? I right away. I, I would agree. Yeah. You know, I, I just think, you know, they have the songs they, they created uh, a show like, you know, well, they didn't create, I mean, Alice Cooper, right. But yep. kiss took it to a whole nother level. Yes. And, you know, they gave the people their money's worth and they wrote great songs. You look at the songs over time. I mean, just, you know, like, listen, like, I hate to say it because this is a very inappropriate song now, but Christine 16 has a hook. Absolutely. Right? Maybe it replace does. the lyrics with, you know, Christine 21, maybe to 25. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but still, it's like, you know, there's, there's, there, when it comes down to it, it's a good song. Yep. And they write good songs and they wrote some really great catchy songs, like even into the eighties, like I said, like lick it up. Yep. Or, you know, or it's songs that are catchy, you know, and that's, that's band sight kiss as influence. Oh God. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Right off the bat. That's the end of the debate. Yeah. They are a piece. If you're going to do the evolutionary chart of rock and roll, right. From, you know, like monkey to man or whatever, if you're going to put <laughs> that chart out there, kiss is absolutely in there. Yeah. You look at a guy like, like Corey Taylor and tell me that he wasn't inspired to what? have career because of kiss. Of course, of course. not, you know, where oh. slipknot, they wear masks, they masks. have a huge show and stuff. Where does that come from? Yep. Yeah. You know, all point. those bands of that, you know, a, a Mudvayne, a Marilyn Manson, uh, you're not going to have any of those bands. And that's not even we don't even have to talk about the bands that wear makeup, but just the stripped down. Like you said, those simple, just rock yep. songs. They inspired generations of rock bands. Motley Crue and everything that came out oh, yeah. of L.A. Absolutely. and L.A. Rat, all yeah. of them. That yeah, helps. that whole yes. hair metal scene. And if you get even to more more contemporary, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the Struts. Yep. You yep. know, I mean, they're like a they they put they they're kind of like if you watch them, you know, that's like they're taken directly from Kiss. And there's yep. a little Queen in there and stuff like that. But those guys, I mean, that's you know, they they were strutting it like Kiss, man. You know, yeah. I mean, and like Buck Cherry too. Right. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. And there's yeah. another so, band that writes great songs. Yep. yep. We saw them when we saw Kiss when Buck Cherry opened for them. Buck Cherry is going to be on the Kiss Cruise this fall. So there you yeah. go. Yeah, there's well, two guys fans to to say that they, that Kiss doesn't have a place. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to separate bands based on you know complexity of songwriting or you know you want to go like 
Rush and Dream Theater or you want to go meaning behind lyrics like, you know, Metallica, Master of Puppets or Iron Maiden or like what, like you have to have a place for the ACDCs, for the kisses that are the essence of rock and roll that has to be in the discussion. hundred percent. Can I just touch on that and touch on what's something I'm sorry that Zeus said earlier. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't go to kiss to find answers to the world's problems. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. (laughs) I go to kiss to get away from the world's problems. Yep. Because kiss sings about just a few things, partying, fucking (laughs) partying and fucking. (laughs) Okay. And it's like people say that they're like, oh, well, their lyrics are so, you know, stupid and stuff. Like, yeah. You know why? Because I want to just play it really loud and forget that there's a fucking baby sh- formula shortage yeah. out there or whatever else is going on. I want to fucking throw on room service, hmm. you know, and that is that song. That's like a teenage boy's dream, isn't yep. it? That's right. I had that dream every night between the ages of 12 <laughs> and 38. However old All you right, are so, now. Right, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just, occasionally. But I'm just saying that, you know, for people that rank on Kiss because all they sing about is fucking chicks. It's like, yeah, I know. Rock and roll exist without chicks. Exactly. exactly. Discussion. Yes, Carrie. Absolutely. Right. Exist. You're welcome. Yes. Thank, Thank you. you. Perfect. And it's like right, ACDC and like the Scorpions and, you know, Motley Crue. It's like, I'm not going to those guys like Dylan. You know, I'm not going to those guys who are like, oh, what am I going to do about, you know, these poor people and there's things <laughs> happening in the world. It's like, well, kiss. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to like throw on, you know, rock and roll over to find those answers. So fuck those people. You, who, you don't have a woman and you want one. Right. You have a woman and you don't want one. Right. You had one and you still want her but she's gone you there's two of them you can't figure out which one you want or there's two of them and you have both right hey there you go yeah kiss your buddy's got the one you want and you can't have her Mm -hmm. she says all that stuff but they all they also have what i call and tom knows this the the water boy type songs you can do it fight (laughs) You're right, going to have a positive. great time. You yeah. can overcome. You're going to do it. Play crazy nights. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Your hey. parents think I'm crazy. Yeah. Like God all that rebellious you, shit. God gave you rock and roll, man. Yeah, all right. God gave it to you. Or so it'll cost you $19.95. Right, that's right. And handling. Don't forget, we also make coffee. <laughs> <laughs> perfect perfect way to wrap it up you guys this has been amazing love Dave, it we can- rock and roll <laughs> there, there you go oh. there you go right there, there <laughs> best this day has been was, am- hey best day was when they stopped playing it in the set list and they started playing it as you exit as you exit the stadium at the yeah. as you exit the arena over the loudspeakers yeah <laughs> oh. this has been awesome we could talk we could Bill and Ted right yeah oh yeah of course of anything course. with Keanu Reeves I'm a fan of course, of course. <laughs> We, hey, we could talk all night about Kiss, but we want to thank you guys so much for your time. Carrie, uh, give us a plug on, on where people can find you and what you're doing, where they can find you online or out in the world. Uh, you can hear me on radio stations all over the place, including on AFN. So if you're in the military, you can hear me in 168 countries and 150 Navy ships. Excellent. But my home base is 100 FM, the Pike, doing afternoons where Mike is doing mornings. 
And then the Mistress Carrie podcast is a rock lifestyle podcast. So we talk to artists, we talk to instrument manufacturers, the techs, the producers, um, new bands, legacy artists. If it's under the rock umbrella, it fits. And um, you can go to mistresscarry.com to get everything. It's all there. And I'm part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, too. Awesome. Mike, what about you, buddy? Uh, again, like Carrie mentioned, I do mornings at 100 FM, the Pike. You can listen uh, online. Uh, you can ask your smart speaker to play 100 FM, the Pike. You can download the Pike app, listen to us anywhere in the world. You can stream us live at pikefm.com. Uh, I also do uh, two podcasts, uh, one on the Pantheon Podcast Network, Long May You Young. We mentioned it, Neil Young-centric podcast. We started, it seems like, 600 years ago uh, <laughs> doing a deep dive into each album in chronological order, and it's just about fucking killing us. So <laughs> I don't know how much longer, because he keeps putting out these friggin', you know, archival releases and bootlegs, so... Who knows yep. how long it's going to last, but I do that with Luke and Russ Condon from the Bandtown meeting. We have a great time. Uh, go to long may you young podcast.com. I also do another podcast called breaking the ice with my former uh, afternoon partner and producer, Josh Dolan and Isaiah, who are both on WAF. And it kind of continues that shitty AAF attitude where we just piss all over everything and we're stupid and obnoxious. So if you like that kind of thing, breaking the ice podcast.com, uh, you can get that any, uh, both of those anywhere you listen to podcasts. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Mike, Carrie. This has been an honor. We love you guys. And uh, I'm, I'm so glad that you guys are still out there uh, on your podcast, on your radio show, entertaining people. You guys rock. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it more than, you know, well, I'm thanks for having us a picture that I have been looking for this whole time to <laughs> prove what a young kiss fan I was. Do and it. I find it. I'm going to send it to you guys so that you can see I I've been looking for it because I wanted to I wanted cred with you guys. Did okay. you have uh like was it like the Peter Chris uh Halloween costume? Because that's what I have, and I, I put that up all the time. It was me in my childhood bedroom with black lipstick and rosary beads as a headband, standing in front of the kiss bicentennial. Oh, oh yes, oh yes, epic. I'm gonna find it. How did they not know I was gonna grow into this when I got old? <laughs> It is amazing. I have it. I'm trying to find it. It's driving me crazy that I can't find. <gasps> I just found it. Uh, <sighs> see, magic moments on Shout It Out Loudcast. Because you guys, I want your reaction. Are you going to share this? Oh, good. Yes, I have oh, good. because I have been looking for this. It encompasses my life fully because the two things that I loved the most as a kid were kiss. And the Muppet Show. Oh no! I love it. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and oh, where is it? Hold on, my oh. computer. Oh, I can't. I'm so happy I found it. I. Are you ready? Uh, yes. I think so. Here it comes. Oh God. Uh oh. Mrs. Character. So it's in the chat. I can open it up from the chat button here. Yep. Yeah. Oh, but it's not it's asking me to download it. Okay. She's not gonna download it. it I just got a new hard drive and my computer's not gonna crash by me downloading this. <laughs> She's sending us a virus. <laughs> oh my god, I'm looking at it. that. Is fantastic. You got you got Miss Piggy in the karate outfit. Yes. And then you got Kiss <laughs> the Spirit of 76 poster. Yes. Unbelievable. That is my childhood right there in my photo. That is awesome. Spectacular. I have literally been looking for this picture for the last hour because it was driving me crazy that I couldn't find it. I'm that so happy before the show ended. Awesome. 
That, that is, is so cool. awesome. Thank and you. Guys, thank thank you. you so much. It's been an honor for us Bostonians to get to meet you guys and, you know, a privilege to share our podcast with you on Pantheon. Thank you so much. We really thank you for it. having us. Yeah. Thanks for having us. You guys. We'll talk, awesome. to you, we'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Thank thanks. you. Tom, we're back. What'd you think? Uh, it was great. I mean, just down to earth fans of music, fans of kiss. Clearly they both had some really special memories of, uh, of the band, what they love about them. Uh, and just, you know, talking to fans about music is always awesome. But when you're talking to people like them who have been in the business, who have met the band, who are in that radio world, uh, it, it just adds a little bit of extra to it. But it was such a fun conversation. We could have kept going all night. We easily could have kept going all night. Everybody was taking turns, giving their two cents about whatever we were talking about. Uh, and it was just a blast. It was a real thrill to finally meet them and talk to them, not just about Kiss, but just you know, like I said, music in general, just having a really fun time. What I also enjoyed was their input and expertise as being radio hosts and knowing the music scene yeah. of where Kiss stood with them Yep. and the praise they have for Kiss and the love they have for Kiss. That stuff always warms my heart to yeah. hear them talk about, fuck yeah, they're a radio band. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, good radio station band, but the fact that they knew all the songs, they knew all the hits. They weren't just like, yeah, we were DJs. We know all artists. Yeah. And kiss is one of them. No, no, no. Kiss is up there for them. And that just makes me put a big smile on my face. I don't know about you. Yeah. It's crazy because I, I asked that question. They both like looked at, at us and like, what do you, what do you, they're a, they're a radio band. And I was like, okay. And I, you, you heard, we try to kind of explain what we were talking about, but to them being in the radio business, they're like rock and roll night in Detroit rock city. Even if that's the only two songs you ever play, how many bands out there would love to have those two songs? Yeah. So hearing their perspective of what they consider kiss to be in that rock radio world was, was just a really, a really interesting. And, you know, that's why we had them on to get their opinion of that from their angle. And it was, it was awesome. Yeah. And do you see, they hear Mrs. Carey's, like passion behind why she thinks that about the band. That's just fucking awesome. And talk about passion. How fucking excited was she at the end to show us that picture, to share that picture of her as a little kid with her standing in front of the, the, the spirit of 76 poster. And she's like that, that's, you know, that's, that, that's the passion. And like we said, talking about kiss, like Mike said, it should be a fun and exciting, nostalgic thing because you're talking about one of the greatest bands in the world. And yeah, and they're still continuing that as being both DJs still at the Pike and uh, having their own music uh, podcast. You guys should check it out. Like Mistress Carrie, go through a pot. She doesn't like, uh, you know what? She She's met this. She's met huge stars. Her Same show's with Mike. Her show's amazing. She's got big guys coming on. Mike does a podcast on fucking Neil Young. Yep. And he's a huge Kiss fan. I love that. It's yep. Like being an Eagles fan and being and liking Kiss. Yep. You know, yep. They're, they're kind of almost polar opposite. One's a critic darling, and one is like a fucking fan darling. And mm-hmm. uh, they both bring a great perspective about Kiss. And kiss meeting its its listeners 
and the radio program directors and all the stuff that we don't have the inside knowledge of, they do. And uh, to hear them singing kisses, praises, oh, just, I love it. I love it. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, if, and like we said, you, you'll hear, you, you heard, you heard them doing their plugs. Um, you could check them out online. Their, their radio shows are online and they're great to listen to. And they're passionate about what they're playing and they, they love it all. They love all the stuff, the new and the old. Yeah. So with that being said, Tom, we go to question of the week. And our question of the week is brought to us by an amazing company. Where our good buddy and Patreon pal, Joe Decker, is with Fusion Tech Data and Electric. Yeah, Fusion Tech. Fusion Tech is a recognized communications contractor specializing in the construction, splicing, testing, and documentation of all types of fiber optic networks. Along with that, Fusion Tech Electric can service all your electrical construction needs, commercial, industrial, and utility as well as electrical substation work and all UPS and DC power plant installation. Fusion Tech currently operates throughout the five boroughs of New York City, as well as New Jersey and the tri-state area, providing union labor with IBEW Local 3 in New York City and IBEW Local 164 and Local 102 in New Jersey. For more information about Fusion Tech, visit their website at fusiontech-llc.com or call them at 973 973- Six five zero one three five seven. Yeah, Fusion Tech. <laughs> All right. Our question of the week comes from our good buddy who has a podcast of his own, Stevie Flyth. Yeah, Ooh. Stevie. His and this comes from our website, which we love when people go into our website and submit stuff. What's that website? <laughs> Shout it out loudcast.com. The subject is what if he says hypothetical question, let's say they release the elder and it is a smash hit. They tour for a year and people love it. Also, the elder movie gets made and let's say it does. Okay. How does this change things for them going ahead? Do we get a heavy album like creatures or do they stay elder like? Curious to see what you guys think. That's a great question because Creatures of the Night was a direct result of the failure of the Elder. So if the if the Elder is revered, if it if it's looked at as Pink Floyd's The Wall, mm-hmm. this prog masterpiece, this storytelling opera epic produced by Bob, uh, Bob Ezra, that's I, 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 that is a great question, Stevie, because I really. I would like to think that that would be something that they would do, get out of their system and then move on. I don't think that they would keep doing something like that, that they would turn into this, this critical proggy long-winded darling. I, I don't think they would. I don't, I don't know if we'd get creatures, probably not because creatures, like I said, was a direct result of the wimpiness that some people think like me of, of the elder. Um, I think they probably would have, probably gone back to the unmasked type stuff. Um, but I, I think the failure of that album gave us creatures, which I think we're all happy about. What do you, what do yeah, you think? I'm not sure. I think they would probably start exploring and do more things. I you remember how hyped up Paul was about like, Shh, everybody quiet. Yeah. And watched and listened to this. Yeah. 
Like, I think he might have went to his head even more and tried to explore different avenues and different stuff. Maybe. I don't, I don't think, I certainly don't think they would have came back with something as heavy as creatures. At least I don't No, creatures I, definitely wouldn't have existed. No, I think maybe down the line if something else flopped, but I think they would have continued on this. We're now, you know, respected. We need to change things up. That would have who been knows? insufferable. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? But it's a good question. It's a great question, Stevie. Thanks buddy. And check out his podcast on the flight with uh, Stevie and our, and our other buddy, Jason Worden. Uh, they're doing a bunch of top tens. They talk about all different genres of music. So check those guys out. Fun show. Yep. Great show. Yep. So Tom, before we go on, we always like to tell people where they can find us. You can find us everywhere. Start with our awesome new website. Shout it out. Loudcast.com. Uh, you can go there. You can click on the merch link. You can click on our shop. Amazon link. Yeah. It's, it's just like regular Amazon. Except every time you buy something, we get a, it's almost like putting a couple, couple coins in a tip jar. It's Shit. Like that. I'm going to buy that fucking new uh, Jan Terry box set. That's right. Might as well give them a fucking couple pennies. That's right. You can also hear all of our episodes on there. You can look at all of our rankings. And that includes the ARC stuff, the Zeppelin Chronicles stuff. Check it out. You can submit questions and comments directly through there as we've read tonight. So please and, check that. Yeah, Tom, I want to add something before you move on. Oh, yeah. And on Check out the rankings, especially the song rankings. Yeah. Because Tom busted his ass while his boss thought he was working <laughs> and updated those fucking rankings. Yep. And they're up to date because we haven't done an album review in a while. But when we do them, he's got to update fucking out 200 songs. Each. That's right. Yep. And he did that. And that now includes we also added the box set disc information. Killers. Yep. And obviously crazy nights. Check out where we put the rankings of these songs. Tell us if we're smart, stupid, or a kiss tard. Or all of them. Yeah. We, we could be all we could be all that. Yeah. So we'd love to see your feedback. Check out the rankings all around. And then check out the ARC rankings or Zeppelin 2. We just did. Look yep. at the Zeppelin rankings. Now we have rankings for two albums. Where do the songs rank? Right. It's all there. Exactly. Yep. It's all there. And of course, uh, our email, as we keep mentioning, you can email, you can email us on the website directly, but you can also send us an email from however you choose to shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. That's our email address. Please do that. And then of course, social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're on all those, uh, keep interacting with us, keep commenting, retweeting, sharing, tagging, all that good stuff. We love it. Uh, we have our Facebook page and then we have our Facebook group, shout it out loudcasters. And of course, like I said, Twitter and Instagram, you can send us direct messages on those if you want to do that. And as we mentioned earlier, our wonderful Patreon family, check us out, patreon.com and Patreon the app. And us, along with Mistress Carrie and Mike Shu, we are all part of the awesome Pantheon podcast network of shows. Uh, check us out there and check those guys out, please. And uh, yeah, there's uh, not a shortage of ways to find us. We're out there. Tom, I always like to tell people they can DM us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, please uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, YouTube. which is constantly growing. We're almost at 600 uh, subscribers. We'd love if you could subscribe and get us there. And we appreciate all your support on that. It's get a lot of comments. And uh, in addition to that, we'd love if we would get some nice feedback from you give us one of those five star, star. 
child reviews on iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, uh, Good Pods. That's another great place you can uh, download our episodes. Um, anywhere you can give a five-star review, even Facebook. All those things help us. It's a big, big uh, assistance to us, moving us up the food chain. And we greatly appreciate all that stuff that you guys do for us. I always like to tell, tell people to give us those emails and repeat the email address. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. And of course, now I'm repeating the website. Uh, shout it out loudcast.com. Shout it out loudcast.com. As Tom mentioned earlier, we got everything on there for every single episode you can find. You can sign episode notes where we rank things, who won in a trivia contest, who fucking likes uh, music from the elder and who doesn't. Uh, ARC stuff, Zeppelin stuff, you name it, it's on our website. And uh, obviously the merch is there. Keep the merch has been going like fucking. Maybe it's everybody buying merch that they want to wear at at uh, Creatures Fest, Tom. I th- it could be it. Yep, could you be know? it. And, and we'd love to see you guys. This is going to be the last episode before Creatures Fest. Do not hesitate. Please come up to us. Say hello to us at Creatures Fest. You know, I I mean, we'll be around hanging out. We're not doing boots and sitting there and and fucking stapling ourselves to a, a chair. We're mingling with the fucking kiss tards because we're going to be there right there with you. And please, yeah, please let us know. Let us know. I mean, we can't fucking wait. And the thing that we love about this too, or me, I love that everything is in one place. It's at the hotel from fucking Thursday to Monday. I mean, granted, people want to go out and party at night or do anything outside of Nashville. I'm I'm game for that too because I've never been to Nashville. But this is going to be a fucking epic, epic weekend. So please shout it. Give us a shout out. Let us know if you're around. Yeah, the uh, I believe, Tom, we're coming in Thursday night, correct? That's right. Yep, that's right. And um, so we'll be there Thursday night to Monday. Yep. Find us, man. By the way, the George Jones uh, Museum restaurant is in Nashville, Tom. Let's go. That's that's your boy. It's a three-minute walk from the Johnny Cash Museum and Cafe. Okay, we're going. We're okay, doing that. so let's do the George Jones, Johnny Cash. Any other country fan people out there want to do this with us? Let us know. Okay. Where's the uh, where's the Jan Terry coffee shop? <laughs> <laughs> it's across the Wendy's at the fucking uh, the Golden Corral. Where's the Ace Frailey slice? Jesus fucking Christ! Where are these fucking guys coming from? <laughs> guys, gonna, uh, we can't crazy. fucking wait to see you guys. Let's have a blast. Reach out to us. Send us DMs. If you need to like fucking like, hey, where I talk to us, you'll find us. We, I'm sure I'm sure we won't be the quiet ones there. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. So, uh, Tom, what we like to do always is end with famous last words. You got any? Oh, of course I do. It's incredible. These lyrics. Oh, my goodness. Ask her for a refill. Sweat flew off my face. She's a legendary figure, kept me in a cage. She's a torture chamber. When I seduced her in my bed, she gave a cold reading. Success went to her head. Lick it up. Lick it up. Oh, oh, oh. It's only right now. Lick it up. 
Lick it up. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, yeah. Lick it up. Lick it up. Oh, oh, oh. Come on. Come on. Lick it up. Lick it up. Oh, oh, oh. Come on. Oh, boy. Mistress Carrie, Mike Shue, Kiss Army, Loudcasters, Tom. Muchas gracias, amigos. Thank you, guys. You guys are the fucking best. Mistress Carrie and Mike Shue, thanks so much for joining us. We loved it. We had a blast. We hope you guys did, too. Guys, everybody out there, thank you so much for making last week's episode just through the roof. We can't thank you guys enough for all the likes and shares and support and interaction. You guys are amazing, and we love you for that. Zeus, as always, my friend, thank you for everything. And Creatures Fest, we're going to see you guys. Boom. Peace out, Girl Scout. We are all patriots, and tonight the patriots are world champions. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.